How do we actually change? Let's talk about those dynamics on this episode of Inverse. Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. How do we actually change? Is believing enough? Is What does faith have to do with works and the works involve change? How does it all work? That's what this episode is about as we study the book of James in the book of John. Yep. What? In the <laughs> studio with me is Jonathan, Sebastian, and Callie. My name is Justin Kim, and you're on Inverse. We are concluding our arc, our three-month study on the book of James. We have looked at every verse, or almost every verse in the book, and now we're looking at one fundamental debate in the book of James is faith versus works. We did talk about this uh, earlier, mm -hmm. earlier in the season, mm -hmm. uh, but we see that the answer of Paul versus James is another way that people frame this, is really John. And John, especially, let's go to John chapter 15, and there are principles that come out from John 15 that really help us resolve uh, this tension, if you will, and a great tension that it, it is. Um, Callie, if you can pray for us, and we'll jump into John chapter 15. Absolutely. Father in heaven, as we bring this uh, study of the book of James and the things you've taught us to a close, I ask that we would find what you want us to find. And I pray that we would see things in their balanced context. And ultimately, we would behold your love for us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Jonathan, we go to uh, John chapter 15, verses 1 to, to whatever, and you can read whatever version you want. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> I only yeah. have one here, but that's okay. <laughs> oh, the new King James Version. Wonderful. Oh, How's that's convenient. Read that. <laughs> Let's read John 15. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. Let's stop there. Mm -hmm. um, Jonathan, what um, is, uh, let's, let's set up, the faith versus works mm -hmm. is, a, is a theological debate, uh, or tension, maybe mm -hmm. something that's it's synthetic, some people think. Can you describe a little bit for some people who may not have any idea on what that is? Sure. So there's this un understanding, uh, you know, especially in the New Testament, this is being developed by Paul, that, you know, all we need for salvation is faith. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you believe in what Jesus has done for you, His sacrifice, His life, His mediation on your behalf, everything that Jesus is and has done for you, that is all that you need to be saved, to receive salvation. Um, his, his merits, everything He has accomplished, because you on, in your own strength cannot in any way come up to the same level of what Jesus has done. You can do a lot of good things, but it will not have merit for salvation. Mm -hmm. And then James comes into the, you know, uh, into the book, and this is why Martin Luther didn't like him and put him at the very end of the German Bible, uh, right before Revelation, because he didn't understand that either. And he's like, <laughs> this is out. weird because he says you need works, and works is bad because Paul says works is bad. And so 
there's this, this uh, it looks on the surface that there is here a, a, a big difference of opinion on how you're saved. <laughs> but as we're going to see today, uh, the two can work together, faith and works. Uh, there is a way, the way through that makes sense and that is balanced. Mm -hmm. Now we did establish in a couple episodes before that we are mm -hmm. saved by faith alone. Yes. Mm -hmm. We do a side on, on, on Paul on that, on his statement in Ephesians chapter 2 and, and many, other, many other verses. Yep. Uh, but Sebastian, uh, we did uh, talk about the role of works and, yep. and we talked about James and what is the role of works? Uh, our, our episode is entitled The Faith That Works or The Faith That Which Works. Mm -hmm. It is an active faith and we talked about dead faith not really being faith at all. That's right. Uh, Sebastian, what, where, what are works and what is that, what's the role of that? So ultimately, when we're talking about salvation, if salvation were a tree, right, faith is the roots and ultimately works are the roots, right? This is ultimately what, what it's going to produce. Works are the, are the fruits. fruits. Fruits, sorry, yes. thank yeah. you. <laughs> Not roots and roots. Yes. Um, and so these, so James's point is, I will show you my faith by my works. Mm -hmm. And ultimately that Abraham was justified not by faith only, right? So his point is, is that Abraham trusted God. It was counted for righteousness in that moment in Genesis 15. But eventually by Genesis 22, that faith was worked out to the place where Abraham was willing to sacrifice his only son. Mm -hmm. And God said, now I know that you fear me. So in essence, not that God didn't know, but we recognize there's a, there's a broader context being involved in that assessment. Mm -hmm. So when we look at works, it's, it's a very uh, simple thing for me to understand when I look at the experience of the Exodus as a sort of a metaphor or an analogy for this, mm. which is that, you know, you are in Egypt a slave and God does not deliver you because you did anything noble. He delivered you because of his promise mm -hmm. and because of his love for you. Mm -hmm. Now that he delivers you and brings you across the Red Sea and drowns Pharaoh's army, he now takes you to Sinai and behold and gives you his law, mm -hmm. which you would not be able to keep as a slave. Mm -hmm. You will only be able to keep this law if you are free, mm. which is still going to be by his grace um, and, and through his presence and, and, and um, provision of salvation. Mm. So this is where I think the, the works issue gets conflated and works place is to show the salvation I've already received, not mm. to earn it. Mm -hmm. I believe James has a, uh, his big issue is uh, the idea and, and he, you know, he's writing at times of you know, the new early first century, uh, you have, for example, the Pharisees. They study the Bible. They, they uphold, or in the Old Testament, they uphold the Word of God and they, they teach it. Uh, but as Jesus often pointed out, they were not living these principles. They, they were just like, you know, um, what do you say in English? The, the tombs that are um, whitewashed. Whitewashed, whitewashed tombs, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, but inside it's all dead. And so on the outward, it looks like, oh yeah, yeah, you assent to this, you agree with this, you uphold this. But just because you agree with something, just because you believe that something is a certain way, that does not make it uh, a reality in your life, in your practical life. And that's what James is pointing out, I think. He, he's saying, you know, even the demons believe, the demons agree that God exists, that God is there. And, right. uh, and just because you believe that God exists does not mean that you have a saving faith that is transformative and, and so on. Mm -hmm. And so yes. he says works are a natural outgrowth of, of living faith. And this is how, you know, uh, this is how he judges if you have actual faith versus just believing that, you know, or assenting that God exists. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, so gents, thank you for, for framing that debate and, 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 and uh, recapitulating on, 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 on uh, providing a 
foundation. So then the great the golden question is mm -hmm. is how how do we have our works mm. not be synthetic but natural and how do we change, right? We we read the mm. Bible, we watch shows like Inverse, we listen to preachers like Sebastian, we listen to podcasts by Callie and we listen to we read the magazines by Jonathan and we're like, <laughs> man, I want this. And there's some of some of us have been Christians for a day, some of us have been Christians for a thousand years and and we don't see the, the the change or maybe we see change and it's mm. inconsistent or sometimes our desire is not where reality is at. Mm -hmm. So Callie, uh, you you were mentioning that, that in, a, in 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 your Bible study guide that you can get at inverse by uh, in the inversebible.org uh, uh, slash something or look up James and and, and there, there's three points that 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 we get and we can get from uh, that we see in John chapter 15. But let's 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 lay some of those foundations uh, out. Yeah, okay. principles and, and properties of works. What's what's the first quality of works? Like, what, should it be synthetic? And or or like how no. do we how do we get that? <laughs> okay. So verse number one, natural <laughs> expression of genuine faith. You know, how is it natural mm. from um, abiding in chapter fifteen of John? By abiding. That's so how do we abide, Kelly? <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. uh, <laughs> I think if I could Jonathan. jump in here, yeah. help Kelly a little bit out, since she clearly hasn't studied her own study guide. Yes. Fair enough. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You're good. Um, it, the how does it become natural? Yeah, because like to the natural man, as Paul calls it, you know, righteousness is appalling. We don't want it. Yeah. yeah. But uh, in my personal life, um, I, I struggled with that because like I was told what is right, but I didn't naturally want to do it. I, I did it because I had to, or because I, I wanted to keep the appearance going, and I didn't want people to be disappointed in me. But that's the wrong motivation. That's synthetic. That's not real. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, what made the difference was when I had an encounter with Christ, and what I, what I mean by that is really understanding what Jesus did for me on the cross. Uh, his life, of course, but then really the sacrifice of, on the cross, um, m truly understanding what takes place there, how he takes my shame, my guilt, my sins, uh, the, the punishment for sin. He takes all of that on himself and dies for me purely because he loves me mm -hmm. and offers me the opportunity to be saved. He And he does this um, and he would have done it even if he knew I would not accept it. Mm. So like that is an incredible expression of love and I cannot, you know, my words can cannot summarize this because this is just an, I mean, forever we will be astonished by this. <laughs> but what God did right there at the cross um, wakes you up when you, when, you, when you see it, when you grasp it, when the Holy Spirit flashes it into your heart and you realize, whoa, God is, incredible like that is that is absolutely against everything that this world can do mm -hmm. and that starts in started in me a journey towards wanting to know more about him and then realizing wow god's ways are really better they're healthy they're beautiful they're uplifting yes they go against what my natural heart wants but i can see the the beauty of this—it's kind of like learning how to like vegetables, learning how to like eating fruit. Well, yeah, right? no, you're, you're bringing up. I mean, this is it's what we journey. find in, in John chapter 15, verse yeah. four. Jesus is using a, a principle from nature. He's yes. using growth, and 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 it's it's. Uh, man, how do I say this in a way that that doesn't sound sacrilegious? But I'm going to say it anyway. It's. <laughs> It's it's unexplainable. It's magical, mm -hmm. right? It's supernatural. Not magical yeah. like in the Black Magic Disney way, but just magical mm -hmm. in the yeah. sense that how do plants it. grow? Mm -hmm. We don't know. It just 
does. Yeah. Yeah. And then so in our scientific, uh, you know, uh, way, we're like, well, how does it grow? And we want to know the anatomy and just don't know. Yeah. But no, you just got to, and just like you explained, mm -hmm. it just grows naturally. And, yeah. and this, is, this is where in John 14, uh, I think it's verse 15, if you yep. can just quickly go there. Yep. Jesus says there, if you love me, keep my, keep my commandments, yeah. yep. or you will keep my commandments. Yep. can also be translated away. That would hap that's what happened to me. It was the, the, the magic, so to say, as you call it, took place in the in the in the light of his love mm -hmm. something changes in your heart when you accept that love mm -hmm. that you suddenly are interested in doing his will mm -hmm. where before it was maybe motivated by wrong intentions uh, or mo not motivated at all mm -hmm. now suddenly you're like hey this this, this, this love does something to you, and you want to you want to reciprocate. You want. I love this discussion on natural growth. Uh, there are going to be some natural questions that emerge. Is this, <laughs> is my growth natural or not? And how do I get my Christian growth? How do I get my works to be true and real? Uh, this is our discussion. So stay with us when we come back after the break. Has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there, join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion. Welcome back. We're looking at spiritual growth and how do I how do we get our works to be to be natural? Uh, Jonathan, thank you for, for for illustrating that. Do you guys have anecdotes of actual personal uh, illustrations of of you want your works to be natural and and then and then God causing that to happen in you mm -hmm. um, supernaturally, magically? And I say magically with with that that nuance, right? And we're not. Mm -hmm. Please don't send those emails about that word magically. But <laughs> there, there's there's no other word to this describe it, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, it it just happens. It's it's yeah. natural in a supernatural way. Yeah. And I don't I'm not trying to be right there. That's it's just yeah, anyway. Kelly. Yeah, I would say an example is you sometimes in, um, there's so many different examples of this, but I'll just think of one. So at my previous job, there are people there that I find difficult to interact with. Um, so maybe they're annoying or they're just, you know, whatever it is. And so I, it's easy to add on to my life nice words or pleasant facial expressions, but in my heart, it's not reflecting that. And it's, that can only go so far, right? Mm -hmm. We've talked previously in James about how faking words or pretending to have have nice communication is like the hardest thing to, to fake. Mm. And so I'm like, Jesus, I just don't, I don't feel loving towards this person. Mm -hmm. Like I know I need to, I get that loud and clear, but like I don't. Mm -hmm. And me trying and being like, just love this person, just love this person. Like that doesn't <laughs> do anything except for making me more frustrated. Yeah. And so the only thing that worked was going to Jesus over and over every day and saying, Jesus, please change my heart towards this person. Please give me a love that I cannot conjure myself. And Jesus is like, you got it. Mm -hmm. And then he did it. Mm -hmm. And that's what yeah. happened. Yeah. I, had a, I had a similar experience where it was uh, a relationship with a person. It wasn't really a relationship, just we were in the same classroom, okay? Yeah. And I was, I was struggling just with the personality of the person. The person never wronged me or anything. I just couldn't I stand them. Yeah, and and I feel bad about it, but it's just how it was. We yeah, do. we do have issues. Yeah. We're millennials, right? So we have all. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's okay. what I mean. That's what he always says. It is what he but, says. But uh, so it's like, um, 
and what happened there was not I was I was I guess subconsciously aware of that I shouldn't have those feelings and I should be a right. good person uh, <laughs> but I didn't do much about it but I did have a general attitude of surrender to God and I wanted to grow in Jesus but what had happened that, that the Holy Spirit worked through that person because that person apparently had the same feelings about me <laughs> and I didn't know that <laughs> and that person felt convicted came to me and asked for forgiveness for them having that kind of attitude towards me and and that moment, that person was obedient to God. Her obedience changed something in my heart where suddenly I was like, absolutely. And I have to tell you something. I felt the same <laughs> way. We prayed together. We hugged. It was, it was reconciliation and we're friends to this day. So it's just the amazing thing that happens that um, on the one hand, you go to Jesus. He helps you. And when you do, it, when, when you're obedient, it can change another person's life as well. So that person's obedience triggered something in my life to be like, oh yeah, absolutely. And, and it melted everything, took it away. So obedience, even when the feelings are not there uh, at first to want to do it, uh, can, can show you, give you a glimpse of how beautiful righteousness, how beautiful uh, a holy life is. And, and, uh, and then, you, then you step into it and you do it over and over again. And suddenly this life that first seemed so weird, and like I can never live like this, becomes a natural growth because a uh, natural outgrowth of your of your heart because Jesus is at work in it. Uh, I love both of your illustrations. They are they perfectly illustrate the point in in verses 1 through 8 of mm. John 15 of abiding. That word abiding is there. Yeah. Verse 4 abide in me. Verse 5 I am divine. He who abides in me abide 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 abide. And that <laughs> natural connection. I love you guys both of you said if you come to Jesus, Jesus allows this growth to happen and and boom. The second principle that I find is in verse 9 continuing on. Mm -hmm. It says as the Father loved me, I also have loved you abide in my love we talked about that uh, if you keep my commandments you will abide in my love just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love mm. these things have I spoken to you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might may be full and this we see this in other parts of, of, of Jesus's discourse in John about the abundant life right mm. your joy being full not just regular life but life eternal like these maximum uh, hyperbole words right <laughs> yeah so then you are now, you know, really good friends with this person. You, I, I don't know what happened, but I'm assuming you're, you're experiencing the, yeah, the, the abundant life now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Question I have is this, all right? Mm -hmm. So you guys came to Jesus and Jesus makes it all good. Amen. Awesome. Ah, yeah, okay. <laughs> but until that happens, yes. until that happens, mm -hmm. Should you just be real and be like, look, I don't, I don't like that person. So I'm just, I'm not going to be fake. I'm not going to try because if I try, that means works. I'm not want to be legalistic. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to be real and I'm going to, I'm going to hate, I'm going to hate Sebastian <laughs> until Jesus supernaturally works something in my heart. And until he does something, I'm not going to do anything mm. because I, I have faith that works and then my faith isn't working right now. So I'm not even going to use my fake works. How do we work with that kind of mentality? Uh, all right, Kelly. Okay. <laughs> I thought he was going to say something, but he's no. super quiet. He's convicted on something. Yeah. Oh, anyway, Kelly, go ahead. Pray for Sebastian, guys. <laughs> so, Thank you. I appreciate that question because I do think, I do sometimes struggle and maybe not that harshly, like, I mean, I should hate this person, <laughs> but of just the radical honesty, right? And mm. it's just, it is very appealing. It's like, it feels fake. Um, but I think even that is a lack of faith. Okay. And there is a way to live by faith before you feel 
what Jesus has already done, mm -hmm. right? So like, I don't feel the love towards this person, but I have faith that Jesus is going to make it so. And so it doesn't have to be like, well, I'm just gonna wait till I feel it. That's not, that's not faith. That's like faith in a future, not faith in a now. So you can have faith that Jesus has heard you and he will fulfill it. And you can live that truth now by faith that you will feel it and you'll sense it or whatever when the time comes. Yes. Yeah, I, yeah. I, did, you guys, did you guys catch that? This is not a wordplay, but the, it's, not. It's, it's living out the faith right now in the works yes. not and not works based. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you got it. Yeah, okay. yeah, okay. <laughs> I think the point, the, the point is that it, you don't, what's that? Oh, you want to t-shirts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the clear yeah. Okay. Sorry, go ahead, go No, I think the point is that, that we, we should not measure the amount of works mm. that we do. Mm. Uh, it, we should just be obedient to what God has convicted us now and today. Yeah. Uh, this is something that's really big for me. It's like faithfulness now and today. Don't worry about all the things that you're supposed to do that the Bible says tomorrow and in, in 100 years. Mm -hmm. Do what God has convicted you right now and do that, focus on that. Yep. And and don't measure your amount of works because that's not what it comes down to. What it comes down to is faithfulness to what you know. Mm -hmm. And so um, uh, that's, that's something that for me has been really a relief because now I don't feel like, okay, well, I see all these like amazing Christians doing all these things. Now I got to have this ministry. I got to preach. I got to do this. I got to do that. If I don't give Bible studies, I am, a <laughs> I'm lost. You know, like all these lists of things that I I'm supposed to do. Don't focus on that. Um, focus on what God is convicting you of right now. If that's giving Bible studies, praise the Lord, do that. You know, if that's feeding the hungry, go do that. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and focusing on really that instead of trying to measure myself against someone or, or, or something, um, really, I think, helps to, to put into balance this faith and works discussion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Amen, amen. So we see, just to recap in our, in our, in our passage here, John 15, uh, 1 through 8, it talks about natural growth. Yes. Then it says 9 through 11, there is this existential quality to it. It is a life abundant joy. There is a positive component to it. Mm -hmm. If your works and faith is growing, but it's not positive, there's something fundamentally wrong. Yeah, there's just a disconnect somewhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then continuing on in verse 13, um, the greater love has no man than this, greater love hath Greater, greater love has no one than this, <laughs> than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. I have called you friends, for all friends I have heard from my Father. I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and mm. bear fruit, and that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever Whatever you ask the Father in my name, He mm. may give to you. These things I command Beautiful. you, you love one another. So there's a social component out there. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to go out there and, and there's, a, there's a witnessing factor to your, it's not just all internal. Yeah. Yep. yeah. This That's discussion right. can easily be internal and introverts may be super happy for the rest of their life. But Jesus <laughs> says, no, this is where extroversion does need to take place and you need to go outside yeah. of yourself. Um, yes, Kelly. Just with, with that, I, I had an interesting experience. So I became a Christian when I was in high school, mm. my senior year of high school. And I kind of, that's kind of getting a little fuzzy for me now, which is unfortunate, but that's where we're at. Welcome to the club. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like this club. <laughs> and so, yeah, I was, I was thinking about it and I, I remember how I felt about certain things. I remember, you know, I remember the feeling, I guess, of, of giving my life over to Jesus, but I don't remember what I was like around that time, mm -hmm. which is maybe a blessing. And so I was talking to a friend who knew me at the time and I said something offhand, like, yeah, I mean, I was kind of the same throughout all of high school, but like, you know, it is what it is. And he was like, uh, hold on. Absolutely not. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? He's like, I distinct, and this, this guy's not a Christian at all. He's like, I distinctly remember when you became a Christian, it was like completely different. I'm like, I'm, I'm so confused. What, what do you mean? So he just started listing stuff up when I, maybe I won't 
recount that here. But the point is, <laughs> it was very <laughs> different. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I, I guess I kind of remember some of those things. Um, but the point was, mm-hmm. I also remember that point in my life, there was no confusion about legalism. Mm-hmm. There was no, like, I need to prove myself. Like, I fell in love with Jesus because I saw that he loved me no matter what. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, this is awesome. And I was just on fire and all these things. And I praise God that by just having that love for him, other people could see stuff that I can't even remember. Mm-hmm. And I think that is such a key part of works. Of That wasn't my focus. Mm-hmm. My focus wasn't coming back and being like, how can I make sure everybody in a five mile radius knows mm-hmm. that I'm a Christian and I am <laughs> radical. But instead it's like, mm. I love Jesus, yeah, mm-hmm. and that's it. And that's really the X factor at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So even these principles that we've been talking about, this is how how, how deceitful the heart is. Mm-hmm. That when you're trying to make about change, we can do uh, to make about change in a natural way, so synthetically. Yeah, we're yeah? weird. We're we can weird. try to make it look positive <laughs> synthetically. Mm-hmm. We can try to do our external witness synthetically, but it's it's the Jesus factor that makes those all those things. Uh, nat- it makes sense. Natural, yeah. We've been looking at this 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 uber overarching theme in in James, in the Book of John, yeah, uh, and then in the conclusion <laughs> after three months, Jonathan, Sebastian, and, and Callie. If there's one thing that stands out to you as the main lesson from James, what would it be? Start with Sebastian. He hasn't said anything. To All, me. Right, Sebastian. <laughs> All right, um, Sebastian. Pressure. I would say for me, I've been thinking about this quite a bit throughout the the quarter, and I would say. He's really redeemed and transformed my concept of what religion is. Mm. Mm. Um, And I think usually when I have the conversations with people about religion or they don't like religion, I think what James is describing is a religion that is religion that people actually would affirm. Mm -hmm. And that for me is what's really changed is we think of religion as the external expression Mm -hmm. of these non-tangible realities. But James shows that these things of people who control their words and people who have self-control in their wealth and how they manage their hope and their suffering and their cheerfulness that's actually real religion. All right, one minute on the clock, Kelly. <laughs> I think James shows you what a life surrendered to Jesus should look like. Mm. And so don't focus on what it should look like, focus on the surrender, and Jesus takes care of all the things in James. Yeah. Amen, amen, from the author of our Bible study guide. <laughs> and then Jonathan, who yeah. had the most time to think about this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, su- submission and humility is, is the start of true religion mm-hmm. um, in the light of God's love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. 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 <laughs> For me, it's let's be real. We are in front of a real God. And who are we kidding? We, 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 we play around in our little lives, but God sees everything. Mm-hmm. Why don't we give him access to every aspect of our lives and let him shine through mm-hmm. us? That's my prayer. I'm getting nods from my my friends here, except for Sebastian. Oh, he's nodding now. That's his prayer and our (laughs) prayer. Hopefully that's your prayer. God bless you. As we continue our study in the book of the, oh, not James, but the other books of the Bible, we want you to join us next week here on Inverse. You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by The Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. 
find us on social media, hashtag Inverse Bible. Until next time, this is Inverse.